For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast, Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. The 2020 season just wrapped up, and the Raiders are already making moves for next season. This one should come as no surprise as the NFL Network is reporting the Raiders are going to release wide receiver Tyrell Williams next month at the start of the new year. The NFL's new year and free agency both begin March 17th. Now, Williams missed last year because of a torn labrum in his shoulder that required surgery. And the move is going to save the Raiders nearly $12 million in cap space, which is welcome news for a team that heading into the new year didn't have any. If you recall, the Raiders had high hopes when they signed Williams in 2019. It was a four-year deal worth just over $44 million. But the soon-to-be 29-year-old receiver could never really stay on the field. Now, in 2019, he did put up some decent numbers. He had 42 catches for more than 650 yards and six touchdowns for the Raiders. But plantar fasciitis in both feet slowed him down, and he just never put up the type of numbers the Raiders expected when they inked him to that deal. Well, I think it's safe to say the 2020 season ended for Raider Nation with a big grin from ear to ear. The much-hyped Super Bowl showdown between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes never materialized as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominated the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I was shocked and stunned because for two weeks, I said it on this podcast, the Chiefs would cover and the game would go over. I mean, I kept predicting 34-24. But obviously, one of the biggest takeaways from the Super Bowl was how the Bucs' defense dominated the Chiefs' offense. We haven't seen KC's offense that frustrated and that overmatched in the three years Patrick Mahomes has been the Chiefs' starting quarterback. Maybe it was an aberration, or maybe it was a blueprint on how to beat them moving forward. But unfortunately... We're going to have to wait about seven months to find out. Now, even though there's no more pro football, there's still FCS football, and it's being played this spring. 12 of the 13 leagues will play schedules ranging from four to eight games, and it begins on Saturday. So take a look, Raider Nation, because maybe a future Raider could be playing somewhere. Or maybe you have an itch to play some games. Whatever you're feeling, you should head to betonline.ag today because it has it all. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. 
So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, as I mentioned earlier, the NFL's New Year and free agency both begin March 17th. The Raiders currently have 23 free agents, and I'm not going to list them all because, frankly, I don't think a lot of them are going to be back, and it's based on performance or lack thereof, I should say. So I wanted to focus on about 10 or so of them, and out of those, maybe half will be back. So if you look at the numbers, that could be at least 18 or so new faces on the roster next year. Now, I want to begin with Denzel Good, 29 years old, and he was arguably one of the most valuable players on the team last season. I mean, you could make the case he was literally third in team MVP voting behind Darren Waller and Derek Carr. Now, because of injuries to Trent Brown and Richie Incognito, Good ended up starting 14 games, and he didn't miss a beat at either right tackle or left guard. I don't see the Raiders bringing back both Brown and Incognito. So I think they're going to do everything they can to bring Good back. All right, up next, Nelson Aguilar. Now, last year he came to camp as the team's number four receiver and quickly became the team's top deep threat. He finished second in the league at nearly 19 yards of reception. I mean, he was also one of the team's true leaders as it came out recently in an article by the Athletics' Vic Tafer, Aguilar called out his teammates after the ugly collapse against the Miami Dolphins. Now, Aguilar played last year on the veteran minimum, and obviously he's going to test the free agent market, and he should, and he's likely to cash in on a big payday. Now, if Aguilar departs for greener pastures, Obviously, that puts a lot of pressure on second-year players Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs III. And I would certainly look for the Raiders to go receiver shopping when free agency begins. Third on this list, linebacker Nicholas Morrow. And I thought he was one of the most improved players on the Raiders roster last year. He also questioned his teammates' commitment as well. And the coaches even. I mean, the Raiders' locker room needs strong leadership. It's been a long journey for Morrow, and it'll be interesting to see how many teams come calling when free agency begins. He has said in the past he wants to come back, and I do think the Raiders should bring him back. I mean, I think he's solid in coverage, and he finished second on the team when sacks. Now, I know it's a little misleading because he only had three. I think he's a solid player and will fit into their plans nicely in 2021. Number four on my list is Jonathan Hankins. Now, in two years with the Raiders, I think he's proven he's a solid run defender. But Gruden says he wants an interior lineman who can get to the quarterback. Clearly, that's not Hankins' strength. He's recorded three sacks during his time with the Silver and Black. Gonna have to wait and see if he's back in 2021. Number five, Devontae Booker. Much like Nelson Aguilar, Booker signed for the veteran minimum and surprised a lot of people. 
He backed up Josh Jacobs and did an outstanding job rushing for more than 400 yards at nearly four and a half yards a carry. I mean, here's a guy who definitely deserves a raise. And whether that comes from the Raiders, hard to say. I mean, teams today can find so many running backs later in rounds, or perhaps they could sign a free agent. Mark Ingram is available after the Baltimore Ravens let him go. And we all know this team could use some veteran leadership as well. Number six is safety Eric Harris. Now, he was a bright spot in 2019. He had three interceptions, returning two of them for pick sixes. But he was MIA in 2020. And he recently posted a video on social media singing a Boys to Men song called End of the Road. Thanks, Eric. I think we can read between the lines on that one. Next up, wide receiver Zay Jones. Now, he finished seventh on the team with just over 150 yards receiving, and we know he is a favorite of quarterback Derek Carr. He's only 25 years old. Is he back next year, perhaps again as the number five receiver? We'll have to wait and see. And coming in at number eight on my list is Malik Collins. Remember when the Raiders signed him? Gruden called him the key to the Raiders' defense last offseason. Well, that key was missing, and the Raiders never found it during the season. They still paid him $6 million, and I don't think they're going to bring him back. I think that would be a big mistake, and it would not sit well with the Raider fan base. Number nine, Vic Beasley. After he flamed out in Tennessee with the Titans, the Raiders gave the former first-round pick from, wait for it, Clemson. Yes. Another Tiger. His five-game audition was a waste of time as he didn't record a sack or a quarterback hit. And number 10 is kicker Daniel Carlson. Now, he's a restricted free agent, but trust me, he's not going anywhere. Last season, he broke Sebastian Janikowski's single-season team scoring record. Looks like the Raiders seemingly have found their heir apparent to Seabass. I mean, think back to the 90s, Raider Nation, when the team searched and searched for a kicker every year and they just couldn't find one. But since they drafted Janikowski in 2000, the Raiders have had just three full-time kickers. Janikowski, Giorgio Tavecchio, and now Daniel Carlson. So there you have it, Raider Nation, a look at the 10 most intriguing Raider free agents heading into the new year. Now, let's take a look at some of the names the Silver and Black could be looking to lure to Sin City. The Raiders will have a little cap room now after they release Williams, and they could also be looking to free up a lot more by letting go other players, such as perhaps Trent Brown. Gabe Jackson, although that might be a long shot because if they don't bring back Brown and Incognito and let Jackson go, they'd be looking for three new starters along the offensive line. But running back Jalen Richard could be a candidate. How about safety Jeff Heath? There's also been reports the Raiders are looking to trade backup quarterback Marcus Mariota, and that would free up more than $11 million. They could also say goodbye to LaMarcus Joyner which I don't think would upset too many fans and free up around $9 million. 
Now, I'm going to start in the secondary because, heaven forbid, if the Raiders' pass rush doesn't improve, they're going to have to somehow hold up on the back end. And it starts at safety. And I think they should target Denver Broncos' Justin Simmons. Now, I said earlier, Eric Harris is likely gone. And I just mentioned Jeff Heath could be gone as well. Over the last two seasons, Simmons has nine interceptions and averaged nearly 100 tackles a year. I mean, when was the last time the Raiders got that type of production from a safety? Going back to Charles Woodson, I would think, right? I mean, at 27, Simmons would be just what the doctor ordered. A ball hawk patrolling the middle of the field to deal with the likes of Kansas City's Tyreek Hill. The Chargers' Keenan Allen and the Broncos' Jerry Judy. I mean, and how great would it be for the Raiders to improve their secondary and weaken a division rival at the very same time? Now, if the Raiders can't land Simmons, I think they should turn their attention to another safety who used to play in one of their former home cities. L.A. Rams safety John Johnson III. I live in L.A., and I've seen him play quite a bit, and he was certainly a key contributor for one of the best defenses last year in football. According to Pro Football Focus, he graded out as the third highest safety in 2020. He's athletic, and he can play either safety position. He would be a tremendous upgrade for the Raiders. Now, I'm a little hesitant to have this next free agent on my list, but desperate times call for desperate measures. The Raiders need a big fella who can stop the run up the middle and also create a pass rush as well. Leonard Williams, well, he fits the calling card as a big-time run stopper, and he's coming off a career year with the New York Giants recording 11 and a half sacks which is more than the entire Raiders starting front four combined for. Think about that. Now, I'm always leery of a guy having his best season when he's scheduled to hit free agency. I mean, maybe he just needed to get out of the New York Jets organization to showcase his talents. I'm sure he's going to have several suitors lined up at his front door when free agency begins. One of the top pass rushers on the market Well, that's going to be Shaq Barrett. Coming off a Super Bowl victory with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's been arguably one of the most efficient pass rushers in the league the past two years. 2019, 20 sacks, which almost equaled the Raiders' sack total as a team this year. Now, we didn't put up those type of gaudy numbers this season as he recorded 12 sacks during the regular and postseason combined. He's played mostly in a 3-4 defense, and new defensive coordinator Gus Bradley uses a 4-3 scheme. So there's a few things in play here. Would he want to, or will he thrive in a different scheme? How big of a payday is he looking for, and does he want to run it back with the Bucs for another run at a Super Bowl? Now, I started with the secondary, and I'm going to end in the secondary. For the third straight week, I'm going to pound the drum for the Raiders to sign cornerback Richard Sherman. I know he only played five games last year because of injuries, but he was a key piece of the San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl run in 2019. He has a history with Gus Bradley, played for him in 2011 and 2012 with the Seattle Seahawks. 
Sherman has a wealth of experience in the cover three system. And we all know from Chris Collins' podcast, Raiders coach John Gruden is a big-time fan of the veteran corner. I understand the Raiders have a pair of young cornerbacks in Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett. But these two could learn so much from Sherman, who's arguably one of the top corners of his generation. He's an alpha male whose intelligence and work ethic would do wonders for that young Raider secondary. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast. I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening, and may all your punts find the coffee corner. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.